This is your host, Nate the McFly with Shit Nigga Woodrow, man. Shout out to the Nation of Domination and shout out to Los Boricuas. Los Boricuas. Oh, man. That was, my boy. that was nasty. Yeah. Chilling, <laughs> man. Yo, how was your, how was your trip? How was um, spring training? It was good, man. Can't, uh, can't lie, man. Coming back to the cold is pretty trash. Like, I, <laughs> I, I thought I missed it until I got back. So I try to smoke an L on my balcony and it's like, nah, this shit is not happening. This shit is trash. Yeah, hell yeah. But, um, yeah, it's good to be back in New York, man. Florida was cool. You know what I'm saying? Out there for some business. So I didn't get to do too much out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I went to go check a couple of niggas. A couple of niggas came to check me. So it was cool. Nice. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Niggas I ain't seen like a minute. You know, I was in, I was in there, nigga, the... Not even in their neck of the woods, because, you know, my boy had to come like three hours from Tampa <laughs> to fucking ain't shit in Port St. Lucie. Ain't nothing to do out there. So nothing at all, man. I hit a hookah spot up, and uh, I still am smoking hookah like three <laughs> days later. Like, that shit is you still did. in my lungs. <laughs> you did your best uptown. <laughs> I had boomerangs that will never reach the fucking social media. So, hey, I'm, I was looking nasty. <laughs> so, shout out to Port St. Lucie. But, um, yeah, it's good to be back, my bro. All right, that's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. It's good to have you back, bro. How's the, uh, how the shirts going? Ah, oh, they going good. Yo, man, I'm, I'm doing this shit gorilla style, bro. I'm out in the street with these shirts. Somebody say, hey, that's a nice shirt. It's a Pillman shirt? Yeah. Yeah, we made it. Us, 20 by 20 podcast. Yeah, that's what made it. Oh, you guys got a podcast work? Like, yeah, man. I was like, yo, check it out, you know? If you want, if you want to buy the shirt, we got the side up. If you want to buy it off of me, I got it I got right it here. <laughs> He's like, you got the shirt on you right now. I was like, what size do you need? It depends. And then, you know, some people copped it, like, straight off the strength, bro. You know, uh, shout out to Wrestling Universe. They're on Francis Lewis Boulevard out in Flushing. Homie see me with the shirt, really liked it, you know. And, you know, just you know, trying to trying to make these connects, man. Trying to get these shirts sold in more than one type of, you know, feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's cool to have the store, but, hey, why not put it in the store? You got to get them shits to the Africans over in Harlem and mm-hmm. the Chinatown and shit. Put them shit with the fake Gucci purses. Or sell them shits out really quick. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, let me get that Louis, that Hermes right there. And what? What? Yeah, yeah, that Pullman shirt too. <laughs> yeah, let me get an XL on that. Let me get an XL on that. I'm that great joint. looking very proper. Wow, they need to sell fake everything. Imagine they got the fake Pullman shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Yo, China will do it. So yes, China yes. will do they it. They will definitely do it, bro. Yo, listen, if your if your t-shirt wasn't blessed, it wasn't blessed by a Puerto Rican grandmother, it's fake. Do it's not fake. wear it. Word. We, we got them it. blessed by Abuelita. For real. You know Cage, what I'm saying? Cage free, conflict free, <laughs> <Cage> vegan, <laughs> gluten free, GMO free. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, if you haven't got yourself one and you want to get yourself one, you can hit us up on the DMs and Instagram 20 by 20 podcast, or you could just hit up the link in our bio. It takes you straight to our store at bigcartel.com. 
So, you know, we got them over there, you know, easy as, easy as that. You don't want to pay the shipping? Hit us up on DM. You don't got to pay the shipping fee. It's all good. Right. I'm good with that. It's all good. I'll ship it out to you. Just, you know, show love and, you know, that's it. But with WrestleMania coming next week, AEW Revolution coming, uh, NXT TakeOver Tampa coming. I would, I would just say, I know your merch, you don't want it to look like anybody else's. We got two more installments coming out mm. before Mania Week, so be on the lookout for that. We dropped a hint uh, last week during uh, NXT TakeOver of what the next installment is going to be, but we have two coming. We got two coming. They will be in before WrestleMania. The week before the WrestleMania, they will be in. So just be on the lookout. We'll have three fire tees for you to choose from. Yeah. And I'm telling you, man, standouts. You want to stand out in Tampa. You don't want the same uh, Cena, Usos, or Roman Reigns shirt that everybody else is wearing, I'm guessing, you know? Why not? Why not? Step your fucking drip up, man. He's <laughs> out here looking real dry, real ashy. You know what I'm saying? The clothing you wear is looking real dingy. You know what I'm saying? So get yourself a 20 by 20 shirt. Storylines. It's looking crazy right now. Yeah, Shout yeah. out to Dream Match. Word up, word Shout up. Shout out to the boy Nathan, Mr. Knotts. <laughs> and yeah, man, we just doing it. Again, we do it for the love. And we just do it for the respect of, you know what I'm saying, what it is that we doing. So. Word up, man. Let's get it cracking, man. Shout out to Los Boricuas one more time. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> word up, man. Word. Yo, so just to get into this right now. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Before we get into this, man. Yeah, man. Can't believe we're doing Word, but we got to we, we say it. Uh, R.I.P. Pop Smoke. Damn, yo, my nigga, the Manito's only 20 years old, bro. Yeah, we played this. We played this track a couple weeks ago. Yeah, the Christopher Walken joint. Um, he, he was bringing, you know, he was keeping New York alive for a minute. For, for a little, sure. For a little minute. And, you know, it... It sucked because I was like, you know, I was really digging dude's music. Like, his yeah. energy on those tracks was, like, different and it was necessary and it was Brooklyn. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, New York lacks a sound. So, you know, him, he was, like, really ushering that, that Brooklyn um, street vibe. But, um, you know what was crazy, bro? What, what made me, like... So, like, where it happened that it happened on Hollywood Hills. Yeah. It was you know, just we was, we was out in Hollywood Hills. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't a gated community or anything. And, you know, we were, like, just posting on our on our socials, you yeah. know, living our life, enjoying, enjoying L.A. and shit. Like, you know, anything could have happened to us, too. You know, like, so I, like, I was, like, really thinking about that because... Who knows if we was locking the doors? I don't remember if we was locking the doors. We yeah. was running around in there crazy, right? <laughs> and there was multiple ways to get into that house. We Boy, was there was a whole bunch of doors. So it was like, it just like had me really thinking and reflecting like, wow, like something like that, you know, can really happen to anybody. Like we was like putting ourselves in a position where it could have really happened to it us. It could have turned wild. You know, so, you know, it's just, it was, it was sad all around and it was just eye opening and. You know, I just hope that hip hop, like, just, you know, like, they're, they're, we're not looking too good out there right now. Nah, right? man, we always, we always got the ones that get killed. The energy. Within any genre of music. If you look at music itself. so negative and it's just yep. so, like, we're just, we're just really, like, looking bad out here. Like, it's just not looking, 
Like, no other genre of music is going through this. Like, so crazy. So, just R.I.P. Pop Smoke. And, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? You never know when it's your time, man. Yeah. And, real. you know, young man, yo, 20 years old, bro. 20 fucking years old. Yeah, it just sucks that, you know, we got to, you know, move on from this uh, subject. But I oh, think, yeah. you know, I think we should, you know. But, uh, yeah, so in the rounds, pro wrestling, well, the rounds in WWE, they already put out a supposed card for WrestleMania. Matches that are going to be rumored and matches that are planned. So, and with matches that are announced. So, what we know for a fact is that two matches are, are announced. Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's title. And then, from what it says that what's planned is Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler, Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns, Naomi versus Bailey, Edge versus Orton, Undertaker versus Styles, Cena versus Elias. And then you have the Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royal, and then you have the Women's Battle Royal, uh, Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens, Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo. Uh, women's tag team match is rumored. The Humberto Carrillo Andrade match is rumored, and so what? What else is rumored is a sixth women match. So this is gonna be women heavy mania, from what it looks like. So they're like gonna be smoking a lot of blunts. <laughs> Why you say that? Because I normally go to smoke during the women's matches. During the women's matches, unless it's a woman. Like I definitely want to see Shayna Baszler versus Becky. Yeah, I, I want to see that. Yeah. But that's about it. All right, maybe I want to see Naomi and Bailey too. Maybe, you know, it depends what's going on. But I mean, the man, the women's matches to me are just so weak. Like a lot of them are weak. The storylines are weak. Just like just the in ring, just weak to me. So I mean, I know we I know we're gonna talk about it a little more. Like what's going on on Raw? Yeah, with the women's um, NXT women's is fire. Yeah, they're fire. Like, like their champ, their champ versus Charlotte. I think is gonna be a really good match. A really good match. I think it's gonna be a really, really good match. But yo, real quick, speaking of just the women's wrestling, um, because again, you know, I like to go smoke during it. But so there's something going on with Big Swole. Who's Big Swole? Like, put me on to <laughs> to what's going on there. All right, we were just talking about the rumored mania card, and we're going to Big Swole. <laughs> oh, is that like <laughs> so? All right, all right, look, 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 look. all right, but like with Big Swole, Big Swole, she made her run in the Indies, especially like on the East Coast, I in New York. She's uh, where is on. she right now? Right now, she's in AEW. She signed to oh, AEW. Oh, she's in AEW. Yeah, she right. signed to AEW. Yeah, I'm jumping. She's done. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, she done uh, jo- Joaquin Morales' is uh, Battle Club Pro Wrestling. She's she's been over there. I've seen her, if I'm not mistaken, ICW out here in Queens when they were when they were doing their stuff in Queens. Now they're doing a lot of their stuff out in Jersey because they get more of a. From what I heard from the owner, they get more of a leeway out there mm. you know what i'm saying like once people start getting you know cut up and shit and fucking new york they gotta stop shit so he said like he's probably gonna do one of those uh bar bar room wrestling so he make like a makeshift ring oh, in shit. a bar in brooklyn and just do like death matches there and shit wow all yeah, right some crazy shit all right wow so- shit. but yo she's she's known as like a tough a tough woman competitor through the indies she's won titles she's she's fucking five bro and who she's five. beefing with 
Now she's she's stepping up to Nyla. Nyla. And, Nyla Rose. And then so Nyla Rose is transgender. Yes. Right? Yes. Because <laughs> I saw some shit that, that like Big Swole was telling Nyla Rose like Brother oh, yeah, my brother. <laughs> she's like she goes up to her, she starts flexing, and she's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. You ready for this, brother? Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, I don't know if that's gonna be her new thing. But see, that's fire, yo, dude. See that beef right there? That's and then, fire. Then Nyla's face was just like, "I hey, really, bitch." All right. Yeah, I did see that too. All right. <laughs> like she had that like I'm offended face. Yeah. Like she was about to like try to cancel Big Swole, but now nah, Big Swole, <laughs> Swole's like, "Chill out." Yeah. I was imitating Hogan. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. You keep the pythons. Relax. <laughs> Relax, Nyla. Yeah. But that's going to be good. I mean, that, and that's what I was trying to say last week. I was like, they don't have a lot of formidable uh, competition for Nyla Rose right now. So it looks like it's going to be a good match. Like You see Big Swole. I mean, she's not a big, big female. You know, she's, you know, pretty good-sized female. But she's, you know, she's probably yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Big Swole, baby. Yeah, she's Big Swole. I you know what I'm so saying? So, and then she's, she's great in the ring, too. And she can make that match believable, bro. I think it's going to be a really good match once they get into that. But to go back to the Mania card, <laughs> um, with like hearing all these matches out, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, damn. All right, so what we got here? We got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 matches, right? We got 14 matches about... I'll say four to five of them shits are going to be on a pre-show. I say four on a pre-show, right? Got four on a pre-show. You got a 10-match card, which is okay because WrestleMania is about four or five hours anyways. I'm just thinking, like, what do you see that's going to be on the on the kickoff show? I mean... Two-hour kickoff show. You'll probably have that Humberto versus Andrade. Damn, that's whack, right? Yeah. That's, that's whack. Um, and then they'll probably do the the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle. Maybe they'll do the, the Women's Battle Royal. And then maybe the Women's Six-Man Tag. But see, the, that, that's rumored. And I feel like, yo, they haven't even talked about the Men's Tag Team Championship or the Intercontinental title. I mean, there's still time, you know. You no, know, yeah, there's still time. There's it's a month time. and a half. It's but, a month and a half. But yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I know it's a rumored card. You know, I would hope they shake this up a little bit. Why is John Cena fighting Elias? Like, what's going on there? Well, John Cena's coming back next next uh, next Friday did on, on SmackDown. Did I miss a promo? No, no, Elias there's no promo. I don't know how this got out. You know, this is through the dirt sheets. Like, they say, oh, this is what's planned. This is what's rumored. We haven't even seen John Cena come back yet, right? Yeah, we haven't. But I think the way they're tying this in is to what happened at WrestleMania last year. How he interrupted Elias, you know, prior Elias is trying to come for, you know, come for, you know, his respect and make it even between the two. Honestly, I did say some time ago that Roman Reigns would fight Bray Wyatt. Like, I knew that was coming. Yeah. Um, And I see... Probably Roman Reigns being the one to bring down the fiend. I just think right now, 
The Fiend needs a little more time to mean like a big, big thing. Like, yo, I think he needs a lot more time. Keep him, keep him with. The like, I, I, I would love to keep him with the title at least with SummerSlam. Keep, keep him with the title to fucking next match for WrestleMania. Like, I don't care. Like, nah, not that long. I'm just. I mean, they just put a lot into it. Like, That's what I'm saying. To like, lose it would be, and they're not doing the red matches no more. I peep that. Yeah, but to him losing, he's gonna have to lose, just like the Undertaker's had to lose. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So they they got, but they they have to build them up to a point where people are like, "Yo, I can't." Like, there's nothing to stop them. That's good that they're giving them these legends. Let them go through them. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm pretty sure he's gonna go through Goldberg next Friday at that Saudi show. For sure, I can't wait till he goes through CPO. <laughs> he's the next legend. Yo, <laughs> but um, yeah, man. So I I just feel like that they should hold that match. For like SummerSlam or Survivor Series, either or, but let him go through Mania. Give him a give him a tough competitor for Mania, definitely. But let him go through Mania, and I think that they're gonna have an elimination chamber for the men to see who's gonna face Bray Wyatt. Mm. There, there's been rumors of that going around. Of course, Roman is in the match, but Roman don't have don't don't have like Roman is such a big star that as long as he wins a feud. He doesn't have to even necessarily win the first or second match of the feud. As long as he's win- he wins like the top match of the feud, he's good to go. You know what I'm saying? He's so over, bro. Yeah, I see it being like Roman Reigns. I see them throwing um, John Cena in there. Maybe Roman Reigns, John Cena, Elias, and um, Corbin. I can see Corbin being there. I can see Corbin... They they said something about it. I just I got I gotta find it. They they had like a makeshift of it up, but I mean let's see what happens, bro. You know I, I really see John Cena getting thrown in some an elimination chamber. Nah, it's something re- it's something related to the into the uh, heavyweight contention. Just something in relation to him, Roman, and, and the Fiend, and and just uh, Roman coming out on top of that and to face the Fiend. Wow, yeah. And Undertaker versus AJ Styles. That shit's going to be fire. Yo, I, I know the last couple Undertaker matches. I mean, the last one, the tag team match with him, Roman, versus uh, Drew McIntyre, I think it was, and Dolph Ziggler. Was it that? I don't know. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. But that was a, that was a dope-ass fucking match. I think that was at Extreme Rules, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But that was a really fucking good match. You know, Undertaker looked good. He looked like he was moving quicker. So I was like, all right, cool. That's what's up. Yeah, that keto got his uh, got his body up, man. That's what's up. But, you know, AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, is going to definitely, you know, shine. I mean, I, I feel like they're kind of doing that for AJ Styles. Like, give him his match with Undertaker. Oh, it was fucking Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre versus Reigns and Undertaker. Mm. Ah, so they say. All right, yeah, this this match was dope. Extreme Rules, yeah, it was that Extreme Rules. You know what I noticed? The match between Elias isn't on here. Elias and... Um, Cena? Yeah, no, Elias and um, Brock. It's not on this card. Yeah, it is. It's on the top. Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. Oh, oh, the shit I'm looking at is not here. 
Yeah, it has to be there. That, he's, he chose Brock after winning the, the Rumble. Now, I thought we were looking at the same list of rumored matches. Uh, this, this is what I've, what I've seen on numerous sites and shit. Wow, what are you looking at? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at some other shit that has 14 matches, but that match ain't on there. Anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I feel like Styles is a great, great opponent for The Undertaker. He's going to maximize whatever he can do for Undertaker. One match that I'm going to really be looking forward to, if this is planned and it's going to be announced, is Edge versus Orton. Because this brings me back to that to that era, that, ru- that ruthless aggression era that John Cena basically kind of anchored. And the way they're telling this story, you know what I'm saying? Stop. What the fuck? <laughs> the way they're telling this story, you know what I'm saying? Like, Edge, is not, Edge hasn't been seen on TV since those, since those chair shots. That's great. Drag that story along. Then you insert Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy's out here giving... His best promo since coming to WWE again. Um, Randy Orton, you have him being that persona that identified him. The legend killer. You know, when this nigga was hitting RKO's out of nowhere to Hulk Hogan. Beating the under... I mean, you know, yeah, beating the Undertaker at at certain points. Um, Who else? He he took out a lot of people. Yeah, that was the shit. He was the legend killer. The legend killer. Like, this guy was coming after everybody. You know? And for him to come at Edge like that, Edge is Edge is looked at as a legend because you know he's a he's a WWE Hall of Famer. He didn't know he was gonna come back, so they just put him in the Hall of Fame. It's perfect. Like I wouldn't even mind if Randy Orton won won the fucking match at Mania. Yep, me neither. I think this that match is gonna be really good and Edge is gonna really get to show himself and what he's doing since he got back. But uh, a lot of the other matches, I'm not, I'm not really looking forward to a lot on this card. You know, like I, out of 14, 14 matches, I could see one, two, three, four, five, probably six, seven, like maybe six. I'll say six. Like half, half of the card look all right. I just want to see what's gonna go down with the WWE championships. Like you know the Usos. Uh, I mean, WWE Tag Team Championships. The Usos and New Day had like a little back and forth in the ring in the beginning of the night. I, I, that was a pretty dope opening eight-man tag match in the beginning of the night as well. I loved, loved how uh, Drew, not a Drew, Drew McIntyre, <laughs> uh, John Morrison, The Miz, and Dolph Ziggler all had like identical gear on. And because they're known as best friends outside of this shit. So for them to have the identical gear, I mean, it kind of threw off uh, Robert Roode over there. But this shit is dope. Like, I think that's a nice little faction right there of niggas that are so fucking into themselves. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Ziggler's outfit was a little, a little funny. Yeah. He still thinks he's in an 80s hairband, so I don't know, bro. Yeah, it was dope, though. I, I like Morrison and... You know, I mean, this together is good. I look forward to like seeing Morrison, like you know, doing his own thing eventually. I know right now they're just reintroducing him and uh, you know bringing him back, you know, to the spotlight. But eventually, I know that dude is gonna take over. Do you, Do you think they were going into like the era of factions again? They need to. Because back to. in the, back in the day, we had some 
We had some fucking dope ass factions. I know everybody say that, you know, the Attitude Error was overrated and those other shit. Understandable. I understand. There was a lot less wrestling. It was just more about the entertainment factor. But the factions were dope. I mean, in the beginning of, the, of our show, we, we say it all the time. Shout out to the Nation of Domination. Word. The Nation of Domination was fire. People tend to forget how many champions were in the Nation of Domination. Like, D'Lo Brown was a double champ at one point, holding the IC and the European title when they meant something. You know what I'm saying? Farouk, multiple tag champ. Ahmed Johnson, Intercontinental Champion, when it meant something. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who, who else was champion there? The Rock. Oh, my God. The fucking Rock. How can you forget The Rock? The Rock was Intercontinental Champion as a member of the nation when the championship meant something. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, the Godfather, you know? Kama Mustafa. Kama Mustafa. He might not, he might not have hold anything as Kama Mustafa. But another man who's held the Intercontinental Championship. You had Ahmed Johnson in there. You had Mark Henry. You even had fucking Owen Hart. Sexual chocolate. Owen Hart, he is not a nugget, damn it. Crush. Crush. Was a member of the Remember, he had, like, he had like a tattoo on the forehead. Fucking Savio Vega. Los, Los Boricuas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which was the nastiest looking faction ever. That nigga said Puerto Rico to Af. Afro-Cubano and shit real quick. This nigga... <laughs> this nigga Sabio Vega and Los Boricuas was looking like El Gran Combo every time he used to come to the ring. Looking like straight saceros. Yo, but they get... Like, they own the bodega in the corner somewhere. La Banda Rica. In, in the Bronx, like on Willis. Deadass. They own the corner bodega and they had, like, you know, they had Abuelo and his friends in the front. Yeah, playing dominoes. Domino tables out in front. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Guayabera shirts. <laughs> Super nasty. But yeah, the, the Nation of Domination, they only, you know, they debuted in 96. And by the by 98, they was done. Yo, but, you know what I'm saying? But they had like a real, real impact. Like as far as like black culture in wrestling. Like they, they were they talking were, about enough. And, and they were, they weren't... Uh, you know, restricted and saying what they were saying. Like, they were saying some, no, they, some wild they shit. They were definitely speaking on the white man when they needed to, speaking on the system. You know, they were talking about, like, real issues that was going on sometimes. Farouk has a classic promo where he's, like, going at Ahmed Johnson, calling him an Uncle Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they was really... And plus, you know, it wasn't just about being an all-black faction. You know what I'm saying? Because they had Owen Hart in there. They're fucking, they're fucking into the, they're rappers. They're, they were they, white. Their introduction were white cats. You know Yo. what I'm saying? Like, honestly, like, we need to do a quick lyrical breakdown of, <laughs> hold on, hold on. What, of the lyrics on, to the, the song? The lyrics of the Nation of Domination. Oh, show. man. We got to do a quick lyrical breakdown of that because we- You got, you got it up already? Yeah, I got it up. I got it right here. All right, so we're going we're gonna to give a quick shout out to Woofy D. And JC, oh man, who put this together? Cause not for nothing, Beastie Boys in the face. Having face. two white rappers introduce your black faction is pretty fucking fire, right? <laughs> <laughs> he said, "We are the nation, live and in color." They live and they in, in color. color. <laughs> right? Don't diss the man, cause we'll bum rush your mother. 
Listen what I'm saying, it's for real not playing. Farouk is the man, hit your knees and start praying. Woof! That was that was a bar. Bars. Right there. Yeah, that was that Bars. was that was smooth. <laughs> that was smooth. Power like a bear, but quick like the cat. Put two and two together, put your face on the mat. You count the stars while the refs counts three. Hope you like to look at ceilings, cause that's all you're gonna see. What? <laughs> yo, these niggas shit. Yo, yo, like battle rapping. Like, yo, my son said, you suck a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped. Boys from the hood on the MIC spitting out lyrics, JC Ice and Woofy D. They said their names on the joint. Like, yo, we out here. Like, I know you see us like. They shouted out Clarence Mason. Like, they just, like, they did that. Yo, man. dude. That, just that opening, that that, that opening, like, what, it's three, classic. four bars? He's like, nigga, we are the nation. Live and in color. Don't diss the man because we'll bum rush your mother. Like. Hey, <laughs> shit. A dollar and shit. <laughs> Yo, when you when you heard that shit, when you heard that shit, you knew you was about to get your ass kicked. <laughs> you knew Farouk was about to come out and tell all these little would. crackers to shut the hell up and let him let a black man speak. <laughs> Yo, shout out to my man Farouk, man. Yo, shout out to the nation, like. He demanded the respect, bro. Shout out to the hairy, hairy ass dude from Los Boricuas. <laughs> I think that was Miguel. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Miguel. Yo. Crazy. Yo, Los Bo- yo, Los Boricuas. Yo, my nigga, that shit hit home. All them niggas are from New York. All them niggas is Boricua. They were, all, they from, had, they were all from New yeah, York. Yeah. All from Brooklyn. Mm. And then you had Sabe Vega, like straight from the fucking island. So it was just like, oh, forget about it, you know. Like, it, it it was it was cool. It was cool to see because, like, it, I guess for us living in New York, like, it was relatable. Facts. You know what I'm saying? It was it was wild relatable. Like, who who didn't have a, a older cousin who was like about forty when you're like fifteen, <laughs> and he was out there wearing Guayabera shirts and going to fucking see the grand the grand combo de Puerto Rico at fucking uh. At uh, Copacabana or fucking Casablanca and shit. (laughs) On the side street. Yo, you feel me? Word. That shit is wild, bro. Yo, what was the Los Boricuas um, theme? I'm sure. (laughs) I'm dying. I'm I'm dying to know. I'm sure it was a fire ass salsa beat and shit. You gonna look it up? Yo. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yo, yo, this is some Projecto Uno of El General type shit right here. Nah, them niggas had. Yo, them niggas had. This nigga had Rico C spinning the intro, son. That's crazy. They say cargando mi bandera. <laughs> yo, that's dope. That, yo, shout out to Los Bolitas. Yo, word. Shout out to y'all. That's fire. Had the fucking Spanish hip hop 
in the intro. That's fire. That's El General right there, bro. I'm telling you, I was like on some. Nah, I gotta get that on iTunes. That was fire. <laughs> He's like, I gotta get it on That's iTunes. Fine. I gotta buy that. I gotta support. But you know, like you know, back in the day, they had all these, all these factions, man. You know, the the Ministry of Darkness. You had the Corporation, of course, DX, the Hall of Famers. Um, you had DOA. DOA, like the the fucking there was, brood. <laughs> yo, the brood. Oh, the there brood. was. Yo, <laughs> I said brood. <laughs> the brood. Yo. You had a faction for like every uh, every culture, every race. Um, That's right. That in crowds and in in high schools, like you you even had you even had something for the fucking neckbeards and weirdos. <laughs> the oddities. The oddities, son. <laughs> Yo, what? Yo, tell me that is not inclusion. That's not like just bringing everybody together. Yo, and there's that, something for everybody. It was the bro. perfect name for that crew because that crew looked weird as shit, bro. Yo, it looked like some shit straight out of a DC comic book. Yeah, bro. Like you, oh man, I'm not even gonna go in because it's probably you can never ever have a faction like that again. No, hell no. Everybody's way too sensitive now. Damn. Hell no. Great fucking times, bro. Great yeah, times. And I, and I feel like little by little, we're starting to see some of that again. Like, you're starting to see, like, guys who know know them, know each other outside of the ring. Kind of, like, coming together a lot more within, you know, what you see in Raw and SmackDown. Like with John Morrison, The Miz, and Dolph Ziggler. And then you got UE, Undisputed Era, and NXT running amok out there, you know, doing what they do, doing their thing. Um... Who else you got? You got you, you'll see Roman with the Usos. Right, They're known right. as the Bloodline, right? You know, with that fire name too. Jesus Lord, exactly fire name. Samoan Bloodline, and you know, like I feel like they should start doing that. Oh, fucking on Raw, you have Seth Rollins and his. I stay fucking on Raw. <laughs> 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 Not that. You said it. Bro. Yo, you caught that shit like that quick. I thought he was talking to me. <laughs> oh, you said it, bro. You said it. Shout out to the sponsors. Yo, but um, yeah, like Seth Rollins on Raw with uh, with his with his guys, and he's calling himself the Messiah and all his other stuff. Like, yes, and it's a great. Great nucleus of guys in that in that squad too. I feel like we're we're starting to get back to it little by little. You're starting to see like gang gang. gang 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 exactly, bro. You know, so I think it's pretty dope. I think yeah, that's dope. We need that. Uh, another thing, yo, fucking r Truth just came out with a new video. I saw that. Yeah, here looking, you know, looking like Hype Williams directed the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I was like looking at like, what's he gonna do with this? Coming out with an album? Like, <laughs> he be coming out with albums, bro. Mm. You know, he's been rapping for years, though. Does he rap under our truth Yeah. Okay, okay. And uh, I, does he use his real name? Nah, I think it's our truth I think he raps under our truth I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not too sure. But uh, that got me thinking, like, yo, why not, instead of doing, like, John Cena and Elias, why don't you do a, a rap battle between our truth and, and Cena? Mm. You know what I'm saying? That would be fun. Or have, if, 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 our, if this guy wants to get in the ring, John Cena... 
why not have him and R2? R2's been talking about how, like, that that's the nigga he looked up to as a kid when he's, like, 10 years older than Cena. I could see John Cena just shitting on R2, though. Oh, yeah. Because John Cena, every time I've seen him battle, like, he's just very blunt and nasty. Like, very nasty. What was that battle that he battled? I forgot who he battled, but he said it was more recent. Like, maybe the last time he was in the ring. Was it with oh, the what a life. What a life. Oh, it the Usos. And he talked about them drinking. Yes. 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 I was like, hey, yo. <laughs> like, hey, yo. Like, this guy, this guy, put him on URL, man. Yo, yo, shmur that. Yo, yeah. holla at this nigga. <laughs> holla at, yo. Put him in a fucking battle with T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But, yo, dude, like, to be honest, like, John Cena wasn't that bad. Rapping, and the way he came up, yo, dude. I watching the the ruthless aggression series that they got going on at the, at the WWE Network is so fire. I'm I'm just happy they're not talking about like the golden era again or the attitude era and all that shit that happened then. Like they're talking about a different era, the, the shit that happened afterwards. Like they were they were at a point in time like yo, people weren't really getting too interested in, in wrestling and they had, they needed something why did they call it the ruthless aggression because Vince McMahon put out a promo and he called everybody out from the locker room on, on a Monday Night Raw he's like listen I'm looking for the new the new biggest star and, they, and everybody said like yo we didn't even know he's gonna do that we just knew we were gonna go to the ring but we didn't know what for mm, so he's just calling right. niggas out and telling niggas like yo live on Raw live on Raw like yo if you if you wanna be that nigga if you that that's what you want to do, and you think you can hold it down, he's like, I'll give you the keys, but you better run with it. You know, if he believes you, he's gonna let you run with it. So he's like, I'm looking for somebody with ruthless aggression. Mm. So then, a couple of days later on SmackDown, Kurt Angle's like, Oh, I'm gonna show that person in the back what ruthless aggression is all about. So he tried to he challenged somebody just to come out. John Cena comes out. And this was this is like John Cena coming up from OVW was like if. You know, somebody that was training and everybody knew at NXT came up out of nowhere on SmackDown. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So he came and then Kurt was like, who are you? And he's like, I'm John Cena. And then Kurt was like, this little nigga. Fuck this nigga. And then he asked him, he's like, what do you think that you have that lets you come into this ring and challenge me the best in the world right now? And then he said, ruthless aggression. And then he smacked the shit out of Kurt Angle and they start fighting. They went through a match, and Kurt Angle said in that documentary, he's like, yo, I try to blow him up, like, basically, like, gas him out. And he's like, yo, that match was going back and forth, boom, 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 so quickly, and he kept up with everything. He's like, that he went to Vince, he's like, yo, he got it. Mm. But it wasn't all, you know, roses, you know what I'm saying? And, and nah, after and that, Lillies. he had to come up. But yeah, that, he had to come it was up. with Thugonomics? Was that when he came that up? That shit came out of nowhere. That was his last, his last gimmick. In order to try to get over, because um, Stephanie McMahon heard him freestyling on a bus, like when they were on a tour bus going somewhere, and he had she she heard that she had, he had all the boys like oh, and he said the only reason why he got into it because he heard he heard Rey Mysterio, and oh, I can't remember who else he said he said Rey Mysterio or somebody else they were just freestyling back and forth just saying some stupid shit. And then he got into it, and he just started rapping about shit that he saw. And she's like, "Oh, how'd you do that?" You know, she got open off of that shit. Mm. So he's like, "She's like, yo, I'm gonna give you the green light to do it. If this shit works, it works." And it started working. 
That's dope. Started working for the man. That's dope. Oh, so that was his last game. So when he first came when in, when he first he came like, in, he was the prototype John Cena. He had like some crazy wrestling shorts and boots. I don't know. He just looked like a prototypical wrestler. Like he didn't have no no type of character at all. No tattoos, no and nothing. Buzz he cut. just went and whatever did what he thought was right. And then after that, he said that like that thugonomics and you know wearing the jerseys and rap and all that shit. He's like that was me. Like I, I got to be myself. So he went on a championship run as the prototype. No, as John Cena. Is that the thugonomics, John Cena? That's. I, I would say, I don't know if he was still on Thugonomics because he even said it. He's like, I think, I think it was after he won that first chip. He's like that he started looking at the crowd and see shit was changing. Like it was becoming more family friendly. There was a lot of kids, and then he had told Vince, he's like, I don't want to rap no more. And then he started going into like that whole Superman scene and shit just for the kids because mm-hmm. he said that they're gonna be out there. I gotta, I gotta. And he went on a run with that. Yeah, he went forever after that. Okay, you know what I'm so it was, oh, so the Thugonomics wasn't like, like It was like the break-off point. After he won the title, that Thugonomics just stopped. Got it. You know what I'm saying? But that's what got him there. Got it. That's what got him there. Shout out to hip-hop, man. Word up. Where the fuck would John Cena be right now without hip-hop? Ooh. Where would he be? <sighs> hip-hop. Nigga, nigga, ain't got, nigga ain't got the the guitar, the guitar skills of Elias, you know? Coming up with songs on a dime. You ain't got those skills. Nah, not at all. Yo, we got to ask the fans, man. Where the fuck would John Cena be without hip-hop? Think about that. Think about that really, really closely. Because if you look at the Ruthless Aggression era, it's him rapping. That got him on. So we leave, we leave that question to you guys. <laughs> Hit us up. You already know we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. 20 by 20 podcast. And your girl's Our Twitter funny. is 20 by 20 underscore podcast. We did, bro. Hit us up. Let us know what you think at, with that question. We just, you know. I mean, your girl's phone is Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know what you Yo, think. Yo, that's crazy. Does it... <laughs> You're an ass. <laughs> you don't like Pizza Hut? You don't fuck with Pizza Hut? <laughs> you under the phone that's Papa John? <laughs> Nah, uh, Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Pizza Hut. Definitely Pizza Hut over Papa John's. All right, cool. Everybody's checking their girl's phone right now <laughs> So I see that uh, they have an Elimination Chambers match to determine the number one contender for the Raw Women's title, which kind of like, it's kind of mind-boggling to me because what I'm seeing between... <laughs> <'Cause> mind-boggling. <laughs> I'm boggled. Yeah. I, like, you know, I see... Shayna and Becky, you know, going back and forth already. That that match looks set. Why do you have to have this? And Shayna's in the match. It makes you think already. Like, all right, Shayna's gonna win this shit. Yeah, like obviously. Obviously, so it's like, damn. You just kind of like you could have just had a slow burn. What they're doing with Randy Orton and Edge, like that type of shit. Just let it, just let it drag out a little bit. Put you know, put a little stuff here and there. Have them probably get physical at one point. Before before Mania, something, you know what I'm saying? Just to keep the intrigue. But Yeah, the moment she bit her in the back of the neck. That, that, that was the fire starter. That wasn't her number one contendership right there. <laughs> I thought she had it right there. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? 
All right, that's who Becky's fighting. For okay, real, let's straight see that, but she <laughs> she got a title shot. <laughs> and like you said, she got like you automatically thought like that's what's going to be set for Mania. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what what's with this? Like, you got you got a you got a match with her and Natalia and a couple of Tarantulans there, and it's like, what the fuck, bro? Like, yo, I, I don't know, man. I'm not feeling it. Be like Oscar's in it. And I'm just like, damn, bro, I would love for Oscar to win. Love for Oscar to Yo, win. You know what? This is good. This is, I'm, I'm glad you brought her up. Because, again, most of the time I, I go to smoke. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but what is it about Oscar? Like, seriously. Like, what did I miss? Because you're not the only one. Like, there's a couple dudes that I, whose wrestling um, knowledge I respect, you know, whose opinion I respect yeah. regarding wrestling. And... Davy champion Oscar, like she's fire, but every time I seen her in the ring, I'm like, that's the shorty that, that throws the green the mist. Yeah, come on, like, talk to me, bro. Put me on. All right, what you need to do is go back to what she did in NXT at those takeovers and what she did in the beginning of her run in the main roster. Like, she was undefeated, like, she was undefeated for like about a little over two years, I think. And then the first person to beat her was. Charlotte Flair. All good. But it's just, she's, compared to the women they have on the main roster and, like, NXT altogether, she's she's top-notch. She's top-notch. She she performs amazingly well in the ring. Like, those matches she had with Becky were dope. The match she just had with Becky at the Rumble, another match where I wish she would have won, that was fine. But I I understand what they're doing with Becky. They're giving her a chance to right all her wrongs as a champion. What does that mean? Well, like, all the matches she lost. Like, people she lost to. And she never was able to defeat Asuka, regardless of the situation. And now she just got that that one over, and then she got the one over again on Raw. I think it was, like, a week or two afterwards. And then it's like, damn, bro, like, fuck. It's like they're, they're breaking her down right now. But, like, what are they building her up to be? You know, like, she's part of the tag, the women tag division. I thought the women tag division was going to at least free up some space and then you'll have, you know, six, seven people just vying for that singles title. Maybe even, like, you know, probably ten of them within both uh, both rosters. But that hasn't happened. Like, yo, I, I just feel like they're not doing what they should be doing with her. I don't know. Maybe they see something. Of course, they see something that we, we don't see as... As fans, you know what I'm saying? We don't see it until it's happening. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yo, I don't ever mean, even if I come off like I'm shitting on women's wrestling, like, it's just not my cup of tea. It's not for me. But that, you know, you know it's like, you said it, you said it completely right. It's not your cup of tea. Like so I said, good. sometimes, like I said, there are some feuds, you know, there are some dope promos, um, there are some dope characters, but. It's just that in ring shit just doesn't really like doesn't agree with you. Yeah, that like the ring just looks way too big for them. You know what I'm saying? When you throw them into the turnbuckle, like the top turnbuckle's like on their head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they're like mad small, mad. Yeah, like I don't know, but that's just me. No, it's understandable, but you know, like that's why there's Sorry so to be many negative. Sorry to That's be why negative. there's so many different types of wrestling out. 
like so many different types of promotion. Like they it caters to like certain you got promotions that cater to certain fans, promotions that try to cater to all the fans, like AEW WWE because you know they're the biggest out there at the moment. New Japan, New Japan, kind of like you know towards the line of like trying to really you know give it to all the fans, all the fans, all different types of fans. They're into just technical wrestling, the character build. Um, hardcore matches, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's out there, you know. And maybe the women's, you know, the women's matches are not your cup of tea. It's all right. It's all good. You know, I don't think anybody should be getting at anyone if they like a, a specific type of wrestler. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know it just saying? sounds negative when I talk about it sometimes, and I know it does. Um, but I'm just, I, I don't think it should be. I'm, I don't think it should be seen myself. as negative. Yeah. yeah, I'm not forcing myself to like none of this shit. <laughs> Yo, but um, another thing, like we're we're seeing that they're letting these uh these athletes on TV be a little more loose with their with their lips, bro. With what they're saying in their promos, you, you hear people saying the you know shit, bitch, and all this other. I'm like, okay, and we still rated PG. I was like, all right, but who who uh, who had that moment? Like, Oh, uh, with Shayna Baszler when Becky came out on Raw and Shayna was on the Titantron. She just said, like, yo, I'm going I'm to tear the shit out of you when I when I see you. Like, she was telling mm. Becky, like, I'm going to fuck you up, bro. Like, mm. be ready. You know what I'm saying? Even on, um, on AEW. You know, AEW, like, everybody got... Got loose, got loose lips, bro. Like them mm-hmm. motherfuckers are saying like what they feel, like, calling each other bitches, and you know, I'm like, yo, all I gotta hear is like stupid fuck, <laughs> <laughs> shit, <laughs> you know. And then we're really talking. <laughs> nah, yeah, then then it's not PG no more for sure. Well, AEW's um rated TV 14, so. They could go a little, a little more raunchy with they. And shit. they do, yeah. And they, they take advantage. Do. They take advantage. Yeah, that's what's up. I like that, brother. <laughs> we spoke on that, right? Yeah, yeah we yeah, did. Yeah. We did. That was wild. It was just funny. It yeah, was that just was funny. Wild. That was wild. That was wild. I, I thought it was funny. Uh, but back going back towards WWE, they're opening a performance center. Well, these are the plans to open a performance center in Japan. Now we talked about that. Yeah, but now it's like legit, legit. You know what I'm saying? Like th- this is big, bro. Because now in Japan, it's like not only trying to go to the dojos, the little joints they got out there, in order to work your way to the New Japan dojo and be a young lion. Now you're gonna have the NXT Performance Center in Japan, and if you're the type of athlete they're looking for. Like you don't gotta go through New Japan anymore. You got you got a direct line to the states going to NXT now. You know, like they talk about opening one in Mexico too. Like this is gonna be big, yo. And this is the time if if you guys you know like all that stocks and bonds bullshit, this is the time to start like really buying into WWE. They're they're fucking stocks. I just seen it the other day. Shit was. Last year, this day, one hundred and one dollars a share. Shit, I think it was like either last year or two years ago. It's down to like fifty three dollars. It's like at a twenty one month low or some shit like that. They were they were talking about. 
You think it's coming back up? I really don't care about this shit because this shit doesn't pertain to me. Like, I'm just looking at the shit in the ring. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not putting no money into this bitch, but it looked like being a fan and seeing what's happening and then hearing about ESPN wanting to fucking buy rights to, to pay-per-views to stream it through them. Like, that's, that's going to be another fucking outlet of money coming in. You know what I'm saying? I just think this is going to really build the status of WWE, not not only in the States, but global. You know, like, you got you got your performance center in Europe now, in the United Kingdom. Now you're going to have one in Japan. So you're going to all these big wrestling hubs and training your stars of their country. Yeah. That's fire. That's that's fucking amazing to me, man. And I can't wait to see what really comes out of that new Japan class. Not, I mean, uh, the, Jap- the uh, Japanese class of NXT. We're probably going to see some really, really fire shit. Like the ones they probably got turned down by New Japan. And they're still trying to get out there. And then they get they get a chance by NXT. That, I mean, even people transitioning line, from New yeah. Japan to NXT. That too. That too. Because, I mean... And imagine, like, right now, like, with NXT doing their thing, NXT UK doing their thing, you throw an NXT Japan out there, you throw an NXT Mexico out there, that's a real takeover. Yo, Man, they, now they, they really take yeah, over. If, if they do an NXT Mexico, they got to go by, like, straight Mexican Lucha Libre type shit. Like, if you have a mask and you get demasked, you can never wear a mask again type shit. Like... Yo, that shit would be so fucking fire. Just bringing back that that classic old school flavor, but just turning it into something new. You know, putting a little a little sofrito and sazon on that shit. For sure. Oh my god, yo, can you imagine what WWE is doing right now, bro? Yo, it's it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal the shit that they're doing. Uh, yeah, it just goes to show you that like, you know, AEW is doing their thing, but. WWE is on a whole. It's a different platform. Game. Yeah, it's, it's a, a different platform. It's just a whole other game, a whole other league. I mean, the the viewership definitely has to go up because they always uh, ratings were always a thing for them being on TV. You know what I'm saying? Because when when you want that look on 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 television, cable television, national television, you need the ratings. So they, they yeah, gotta, for sure. You, you know, obviously they want the ratings, but. They gotta even boost without it, WWE is still always going to be... Like, even what, what their ratings are is pretty good for what they are. You know what I'm saying? For what it is, I guess. Like, you know, it's just a reoccurring show. How much? How many cable shows are, like, watched as much? You know what I'm saying? That's true. You know, hey, down Raw and SmackDown and shit. And, like, I've seen some shit about SmackDown's ratings, like, being pretty good as of late. Yeah, they've been, they've been coming up, I think, in the past, like, two, three weeks. So... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not all about the ratings. I don't really pay attention to the ratings game and shit. I don't feel like that has any validity as far as what's going on in the ring and you know on the show. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because the show could be fire and get no views. That doesn't mean the show's not fire. It just means niggas ain't watching. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying so. But like going back to ESPN trying to get rights to uh, certain pay per view events from. From WWE. Now, if you have ESPN Plus, you're already paying $5 a month for it. On top of that, when you 
order a pay-per-view event from ESPN Plus, it's about it's, it, it could it could be anywhere from sixty to sixty-five dollars. So my question is this: I was like, let's say they sell over the rights to the biggest event they have, WrestleMania, right? Of course, WrestleMania people are gonna buy it because they're gonna want to see WrestleMania. The, the wrestling fans always, as much shit as they talk through all social platforms, they will buy WrestleMania. Hundred percent. They'll buy WrestleMania. So my thing is this. They buy the rights to WrestleMania. You can't see another WrestleMania from then on on the WWE Network because it can't be streamed through there. What do you do? Does it does it make you think about giving them ten dollars a month? Should you do it? Like you know, is the library worth it? I mean, will eventually will, will the will the, will it eventually go on the library or no? Never, not at all. Let's say it doesn't, because the rights to that pay-per-view event, ESPN owns it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess if I if I have a hankering for some old school, you know, archive, see what's going on, I could just sign up for a free account, check <laughs> it out for a month, and then. <laughs> yeah, probably not, bro. I'm probably not paying that. Time That's what I'm saying. It's like, yo, they, I I feel like. They're trying to either make the network like obsolete, like nothing, or are they? Or do they think that this is going to build up like their, their the economic value of WWE? Like I feel like now that's the motive. You know what I'm saying? The motive is not like getting the fans, you know, premium production for a cost that they could they they could uh, fuck with at the moment. And we're still making money. Like, I feel like they're like, yo, listen, AEW is on Fight TV. These motherfuckers got $50 pay-per-view events, getting like 90, 100,000 buys. Yo, we could do that shit. But then it's like, yo, you're missing out on that easy. I think I'm now like, what we said, like 1.2, 1.5 million people subscribe. Getting that easy $10 million, you know, $15 million a month. So you're going to... Like how how does it equate? Like how how does it? I I can't, I can't see it. it. Doesn't seem even to me. I mean, it, you know, whoever is buying those rights are gonna pay a pretty penny for it. Yeah, and I'm sure WWE will still collect based off of how many, you know, how many people buy the pay per view. They're still gonna get something off it too. I mean, I'm sure that's how it's gonna go. Even if you sell the rights, you you work out a deal where you get paid off it too. Like I feel like. What what we were talking about that you had brought up a couple of weeks ago is them getting bought out by Fox and like putting it on Channel Five, like how you know the Super Bowl is and you know the NBA Finals is on uh, I guess ESPN and everything. So that would be crazy because then you're you're charging these companies that want the commercial time. And you make it a big event, you yeah. go all out. Yeah. That shit could and, and it'll be a situation where like how it is with the Super Bowl, where like people that don't watch football throughout the year watch the Super Bowl. Same thing. Like people that don't watch wrestling will watch WrestleMania because it's like the biggest wrestling event of the year. And exactly. it's on Fox and it's for free. And then you get Oof. those and then you get those uh those wrestling fans that really just cannot afford the, yeah. the network for you real. Know, or 
to buy for sixty dollars, you get all they gotta do is put on Channel Five. You didn't even need cable. You just need to buy a TV. Or that's true, man. They need to they need to do it. I mean, yeah, honestly, you. Yeah. Who I know you'll probably go to a fucking viewing party instead of paying fifty dollars to watch WrestleMania. Yeah, or unless I'll, I'll just throw it in the crib and shit. I'll just tell niggas to come through. And but it's just, it's it's the vibe of certain certain places, you know? And I I don't know, like, for ESPN to just buy the rights but have nothing to do with the production of the show, I don't think that's, like, a good thing, right? Where I feel like if Fox bought the rights and they actually, like, took over the production of the show, that would make it a bigger show. Because, again, I just think about, like, the way SmackDown is, SmackDown commercials, it's just totally different than Raw or just anything that WWE was putting out. Like, it's just top-notch production and promotion and shit. The shit that's behind with Fox. If they was to do that with fucking WrestleMania, hmm, and make WrestleMania like a Fox sports production... Like nigga, that would be like the it's, most incredible fucking WrestleMania. It'll be in the ever. news. Like, don't don't forget tomorrow night WrestleMania. Exactly, bro. All on Channel shit. Five. On all starting at five o'clock in the afternoon. That should be on <laughs> CNN. That should be on all that shit, bro. Like, because WrestleMania will go from like five to like eleven. You know, they'll show the pre-show and all that shit. There, you could probably still put the pre-show on the network, but like when when the show starts, you gotta tune into Channel Five. Yep, that'll be fire. Show starts at 8 o'clock, goes from 8 to 11. I would say show starts at 7, from 7 to 11, or like 7 to 12. They got to give them their time. If they're going to do that, they would have to give them their time to like, you know, do their thing. Because sometimes, yo, WrestleMania, I think one year went like five and a half or six hours long, bro. That's nasty. You That's know? A lot of, yeah, that was last year. Yeah. That was last year. Yeah, I remember. It was, yeah, that's crazy. That's a lot of wrestling. Yo, dude, it's a whole day thing, bro. And for everybody in the New York area, the big event is holding their event, their signing, their meet and greet event at uh, LaGuardia. What was it? LaGuardia Plaza Hotel? The one right by um, LaGuardia? LaGuardia Airport, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're doing their big thing over there and the big names that are going to be there. If you guys want to get any anything, any type of merch... Signed. They got the Undertaker there. Bret Hart's gonna be there. Okay. It's gonna be very, very dope. I'm trying to get out there. I think it's March. March seventh. I would like to say. Mm. Let me see. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Yo, yeah, the, for the big the big three that's going to be there is Undertaker, Braun Strowman, and Bret Hart. March 7th. Wow, that's pretty dope. Oh, I, I said 8th. March 7th. That's a Friday, right? No, a Saturday. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. They're doing that in New York? In Queens. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, LaGuardia Plaza. They do this one every year. Oh, shit. That's pretty they, dope. Yeah, Gangrel's going to be there. <laughs> Kevin Nash. Sergeant Slaughter, you can ask him about getting his his uh, sergeant taken away. Uh, Tito Santana, the Killer Bees. Remember the Killer Bees? I do. Mr. Hughes. Oh shit. Mr. Hughes. That in a minute. Uh, Terry Funk. 
Damn, Terry Funk still out here? Yeah. Terry Funk. Yeah. Uh, the Godfather, Papa Shango, is going to be out there. Hold on. He's going to be in there as Papa Shango? As Papa Shango, dude. What Charles fuck? Wright. Oh, I wish he was there as as uh, as the Godfather. That would have been dope. I'm I'm just naming off people that you know everybody else would all know. Oh my God, Scott Hall, Psychosis, Demolition, Charlie Caruso, uh, Bob Orton, which is Randy Orange Pops, Jake the Snake Roberts, Tony Atlas. Fukunami, oh, uh, Funaki, sorry, Funaki's going to be there. <laughs> Jimmy Hart. Oh, wow. What? Yo, this is going to be crazy. Kevin Sullivan. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I mean, it's going to be an all-day thing. We're going to let you know that. It's an all-day thing. If you want either Undertaker, Braun Strowman, or Bret Hart for their autograph, that's an all-day wait in line, man. Like, This is the first time Undertaker is doing any type of signing. Outside of his new contract, so this is this is a big thing. I mean, I mean, you're not gonna get the Undertaker with the with the hat, the gloves, and the jacket. You're gonna get Keto Undertaker from Instagram, but it's all good. That's pretty dope. That's a pretty dope lineup. You gonna go to that? Thinking about it, bro. I I, want, I need I need to get uh something signed by Bret Hart, bro. Mm. Excellence of execution, man. Yeah, it's your favorite wrestler. Of course. Yeah, I got to get something signed by uh, Gangrel. Gangrel. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger the outsiders are going to be there. You need to spit some blood in my face. Pause. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Heavy pause. <laughs> Yo, the outsiders are going to be there, bro. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, man. Shout out to Shice. Got a dope-ass picture with the outsiders right. and, and uh, Six-Pac. You know what I'm saying? Terry Funk, too. That, that's another legend over there. What? You don't have some legends. Francine. Wow. Francine's going to be there? Yeah, boy. Mm. I mean, she's like 25 years older now, but... It doesn't matter. She's, she's, she's uh... She probably still got them little... She's classic. She's classic, bro. But yeah, man. If anybody's around March 7th, Queens, New York, it's going down. It's going down. But uh, yeah, man, just gonna wrap that up real quick. I do want to bring something to your attention because I know you're a big um, Samoan Joe fan. Apparently, he's hurt again. Samoan Joe. <laughs> Samoan Joe. <laughs> I almost said Samoan Jose, but <laughs> this thing is Samoan Joe. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, my nigga yo. Joe, which Joe? Nigga Samoan Joe. <laughs> Samoan Joe. What's that? Nah, but apparently, apparently my man Joe is hurt. Again, yeah, man. It was like some shit he was doing for TV too, bro. Like, it, it sucks because, you know, going back, uh, what was that, I think 2014 when he faced Brock Lesnar at uh, Great Balls of Fire. That whole thing leading up to that, him just coming out of nowhere, attacking Lesnar, choking him out. And then the whole match itself, the match was, I think, what, about nine, ten minutes? It was just so hard-hitting. And it went back and forth so much that it had you thinking, like, oh, shit, Samojo might beat Brock Lesnar. And it looked it looked fucking real. My nigga, like, you look at Samojo, it don't look like no fucking 
makeshift, you know, tarantara motherfuckers. Nah, like, nah, he looked not. like the real deal. Yeah. And I always wanted him to get back to that essence. You know what I'm saying? Of being that that real, real tough and believable champion. And I feel like he still has it in him, but if he keeps getting, you know, injured and yo, my head hurt here and this this nigga's flying out the ring, get another concussion, like yo, dude. Then he's gonna have to he's he's gonna have to start thinking about his own his own health after that, bro. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to have to start thinking about that shit. I don't want him to fucking, you know, work himself work himself crazy and then the nigga's a vegetable 20 years later. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. You know, I want him back in there, but yeah, you got to... Only if it's right. Only if it's right. You can't do it, man. If you can't do it, don't do it. Exactly, bro. But hopefully, you know, this is just like a minor, a minor setback. It's not, you know, something he's going to be out again for a couple of months and people forget about him because people tend to forget about him i don't know why man but people tend to forget about him but you know just hope it's like you know some week to two week type thing where he could still come back and do his thing yeah all right well you got anything else on the docket nah man you know i'm done too i feel like you know what we're doing here is a little different not trying to go through the shows, but just go through certain things that we find interesting. In regards to wrestling world. Exactly. You know right. what I'm saying? And, oh, hold up. Hold up. Oh, pump the fucking brakes. Forgot to tell you. Yo, did you see the glitches on SmackDown? Oh, yeah. Oh, yo, yo, guys, guys. Ladies. For the minimal ladies to listen to this shit. <laughs> hold on. I'm going nowhere. Got some more. So, your guys, I'm to give you You know, now it's talking. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, imagine having it in your chest. I'm going pretty nasty. Oh, oh shit. All right, my bad. Guys, all good. Yo, everybody's thinking that this is Ali. You know, because they that that um some circle appeared, some circle light appeared, and it looked like the circle light on his hand. But if you go to Killer Cross's Instagram page at the moment, he's calling himself the WWE Poltergeist. So I'm like, I started thinking about the movie back in the day and shit. I'm like, oh, hold on, what if this is it? And they, they're talking about it. he has a fast track con- contract, which is like basically like he's not going to be on NXT. He's going straight to the main roster. He's going to make an impact and be champion. Mm. I mean, listen, if he's a poltergeist and he's alter, like, you know, he's fucking with shit, fucking with people's minds, that's the perfect type of character to take down the fiend. Nicky. Exactly. What do you think about that? I think that'll be fire. I think that's more fire than fucking Ali. Like, ooh, you know what's Ali's funny, back. You know what's funny though? Is that nigga is like, yo, I you know, I am glad this this is Ali. I know it's Ali. He's like, if this was Killer Cross, I'll be mad. Somebody wrote. And then everybody like, yeah, yeah, this is the worst way to bring in Killer Cross. And I'm like, if you're really following him and he's calling himself a poltergeist, like, have you seen the fucking movie? Yeah, you know what'll be fire? Tell me. If Ali came out like, this is Ali Mustafa, 
Oh, chill. He said he's hijacking your airwaves. That shit is not going to fucking happen, bro. I want a title shot. Or one million people will die. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Two million. (laughs) What are you going to say next? No soup for you. (laughs) Exactly. That's the voice I was thinking of, but... What if he did some crazy shit like that? Nah, nah, nah. Because the the way they yo they profiled him on CBS right or ABC as like him not being the prototypical Muslim character on WWE television. Like he's actually a good guy and and the kids love him. Nigga, he ain't going into no fucking terrorist regime. Three million. <laughs> he's not gonna do that, bro. Yeah, that would be pretty crazy, but um. Yeah. Just like we'll never get Los Boricuas of the Nation of Domination again, bro. Nah, definitely not. But why would, why would, uh, what's the glitches about? What would be the glitches for Ali? Like, let's just. Yeah, it, it didn't make sense. Like, this makes more sense, it being Hell Killer yeah. Cross. More sense, and it's just, it's fire, and yeah, it, it correlates with the whole Poltergeist shit. Like, that'll be dope. That'll be dope. See what happens, man. I'm looking forward to Killer Cross, actually. Uh, yeah, and everybody listening, you know, let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about what we just said about Killer Cross and all, all the glitches being in. So, yeah, man, this is the 20 by 20 podcast. Do you have any song that you want to go out to? I got a song, but it's like an instrumental by a band. I mean, you want to put that? Put that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's within the hip-hop realm. They call the Menahan Band, Menahan Street Band, I should say. Menahan Street Band. Yeah, Menahan, Menahan, not oh. Minute. Menahan. Menahan. Okay, yeah. Menahan. Yeah, Menahan Street Band. And what kind of uh, what kind of hip hop? Well, they they they're just like I think I I would say probably like a, a six seven person band. You know, you, you hear the trumpets, the uh, the guitars. The drums, the sax, like oh, oh man. So, sax. so it's like it has like a like a jazzy hip hop. Yeah, and then sometimes with some of their songs, they actually redo hip hop beats. Mm, I like that. So they got they got some fly shit there. You know, tune into this. You know, it's a little different than what we've been putting on all the other episodes, but I think you guys will actually enjoy it, and it's smooth to ride out to. So we are the Twenty by Twenty podcast, and we are your hosts, Nathan McFly, with. Shit, nigga, Woodrow, man. Once again, shout out to the nation. RP Pop Smoke. Just love who you love, man. Peace.